Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I am just checking in on you. Just checking in on you. Seeing how your week's going. My week's going good. I'm on vacation. Vacation from what, you fucking liberal piece of shit? When was the last time you picked up a hammer and fucking swung it? Y'all ain't working out there. Y'all on strike. On strike for what? Playing make-believe? Y'all come out here in South Carolina and experience a little fucking reality. Can you spell that, Mr. fucking Hollywood writer? So sick of you fucking liberals belly aching. I'm out here trying to listen to Travis Trent. Um... Taking a fucking little bit of a break. I'm still doing some stand-up, man, because that's the deal. You can't, you can only take a break from stand-up for so long, and then it starts dipping. It's like doing cardio, right? You're on that elliptical every fucking day. You know, you're, you're blowing through. You're getting 5,000, 5,500 5, fucking steps in in a half hour. Like it's nothing. Staring down the soccer mom next to you. What you got, woman? Um, why don't you go back to your thigh master where you belong? I don't know why I've adopted this southern accent, but it's fucking fun. I don't know a lot, but I know enough. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I don't need to know all the information to know what's going on. Not to say that Southern people are dumb. It's just fun to act like that in that accent. I mean, you could do it where I'm from. Dude, I got street smarts. You know what I'm saying? Just fucking... All these fucking suits in the carpeted area walking around with their fucking... You know, oh, I got a position. You know? They fucking... You don't have an office. You have a cubicle. All right, when the walls don't touch the ceilings, that's not an office, all right? You're like one of those dogs with a fucking lampshade around your neck, except it's a fucking office. Um, you know, never in my life have I been able to read a spreadsheet, and I don't have any desire to fucking learn. I did take an accounting class. And like most classes, it started off well. Got a B on the first thing. I always do well in introductions. And then I start getting overwhelmed by information. And then it just kind of all falls. It all falls to the wayside. What is it? Whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. There's an expression to look up. The wayside. How do you spell way? Is that like whey powder? Is it W-E-I-G-H? It all falls to the wayside. Let's let's look this up, shall we? It all falls to the wayside. Is that even an expression? Oh, that's all one word. It all falls to the wayside. In, instead, for it all falls to the wayside. 
point. <laughs> okay, what is fall to the wayside? If someone falls by the wayside, they fail to finish an activity. And if something falls by the wayside, people stop doing it, making it, or using it. So why does one company... Well, 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 well. Origin. We got to go origin here. Hang on one second. Sorry. God damn it. You fucking curious motherfucker. Oh, God. From the parable of the sour told by Jesus or Jesus and recorded to the New Testament of the Bible, the term appearing in Matthew 13, colon 4, Mark, Mark 14.4, and fucking Luke. Always dragging ass, 8.5. The parable is the story of a farmer who sows seeds and some fall by the wayside and it was trodden down and the fowls of the air devoured it. Well, thank you for explaining that. Um, by the way, somebody sent me this fucking clip of Pink at Fenway Park, and it had to be the sickest thing I've ever seen. You know, she's always had, like, the trapeze stuff flying around, the crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff, right? She's, at, she's like, in the outfield. And all of a sudden, she just starts doing backflips over the whole crowd, across the whole stadium, on this wire. Just And they had her lit up like Tinkerbell. It looked like, anyway. And she just fucking, I don't know how many she did. Like, <laughs> she did like fucking 20 of them. Across a major league baseball park. And then she landed on this little thing like Superman. Like waved to everybody. And then they brought her along the upper deck. And she was like running, acting like she was running in air along the fucking upper deck. And then it goes back to where she started and she's still running in the air. And at one point she just has like one leg up and one leg down, like landing like Superman. And this fucking thing she landed on couldn't have been more than like, like two feet across, a little circle. And she landed right on it. It was like the sickest thing I think I've ever seen in a concert. I just can't imagine being on drugs way at the back of the stadium, and you're just sitting there going like, Jesus Christ, these fucking seats suck. I mean, that might as well be Martha Stewart down there, and all she's just like, that's <laughs> fucking coming at you. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I hope she warned people. If Hey, anybody on psychedelics, just to let you know, this is real. Okay, it's all done with wires, you know? It's super safe. All right, just letting everybody know before I freak you out. That's what was killing me because it's the greatest visual thing I think I've ever seen. I've watched it like a hundred times. Like, I don't even know how, how does she count? How do they time it? Like, how does she know? Like, she's doing the backflips. Um, I don't know. Who the fuck doesn't, who the hell would do that? All the shit that's happened in concerts, fucking lighting things falling down on people, paralyzing them. You do that. It's, that's like astronaut level balls. But anyways, I was just kept thinking about if like nobody knew that technology existed, but somehow they had it back in the 80s when I was going to concerts. And I was just thinking like, and you had no idea that was coming. Like what 
the crowd would have just stampeded out of the stadium thinking you were like a fucking witch or something. You know, if you went to go see Queen and Freddie Mercury is up there, I paid my price. I paid my dues. He just said a fucking backflipping across the fucking stadium. <laughs> People be like, dude, this guy's a fucking witch. Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Pinker and anybody who saw that. I can't imagine if you're up there and all of a sudden, even just for that moment, even though your seats suck, right? Not the backflip part, but when she runs by like she's on this fucking invisible unit, like, like, like she's on a horse, just came flying by. I mean, that right there makes it like worth the, worth the trip. I think it's, it's a really smart thing, you know? Because I remember back in the day, I saw the Rolling Stones and... Uh, what was it, Sullivan Stadium. And I was way up in the upper deck. And, uh, you know, Mick was like the size of my fucking thumb. And he never fucking flipped through the crowd. He was just up there sashaying in his fucking loose clothes. He's always wearing, like, silk or something. Right, can't have me clothes touching me body. I move around a lot, yeah. Don't know if you've seen... Been band Rolling Stones, been around fucking 60 years. It's the worst English accent ever. <clears throat> hey, Keith, can you cool it? Um, anyway, I was fucking blown away by that. I don't know who the hell came up with that shit. We had Tommy Lee going upside down in his drum kit. But even then, they showed it in the music video. So you, you, they, Motley Crue was nice enough to give you the heads up that it was coming because they knew that their crowd was going to be on drugs. Um, anybody was at that Fenway show, like tripping on mushrooms or whatever, and had no idea that that, maybe you were a casual fan of Pink? I'm coming out, gonna get that pie. I'm coming out. You know, like, you, know, you know, like the hits, right? You don't know the deeper cuts, deep Pink, right? So you just fucking go with a friend of yours, you know, and you're like, well, you know, all right. At least I can do some drugs. Anybody? Did anybody go to that show and have no fucking idea that that pink was going to be in seven seconds right next to your fucking seat? (laughs) You know, it'd be fucking hilarious if everybody rips her off and then that just becomes the standard thing. Like you have to have that at a concert and then all these fucking old guys from my generation all of a sudden, I gotta do what and all of a sudden you know fucking old ass David Coverdale in a still of the night and he's fucking gotta do like fucking backflips alright though we get it whatever I was blown away by it I think it's amazing um, but I also you know I could not take myself out of the fan experience there <laughs> you gotta fucking warn me if you're going to do... She must have been flying around before that. And that had to be the finishing move. Like, I don't know how the fuck you top that. Um, you start dropping money. <laughs> In a gesture of generosity, goes horribly wrong at the pink concert. I was looking down and people were tearing at one another and I was like, no, this money is supposed to set you free. 
I'd like to apologize to anyone who has trampled for the doubloons that I dropped while doing 27 backflips from one side of Comiskey Park to another. Man, it's just fucking, it's incredible. As opposed to me, I just stand there doing the old shit joke. So I'm on vacation here, man. And uh, I've been riding this back every fucking day. Uh, renting a bike. Finally downloaded an app. You're like, Bill, you're on vacation. Why are you still yawning? Why are you still tired? Oh, because I have a three-year-old son who comes in every morning at fucking 6.58, whether you like it or not. Hi, Dada. Loud as hell. I want egg sandwich, Dada. Dada. Dada egg sandwich, Dada. And then I got to be like, son, son, you got to, you got to, you got to be patient. You got to be patient. And then he just drops his voice down. And he just goes, egg sandwich. I want egg sandwich, Dada. Dada egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> then I start laughing. And then he gives me that killer smile. Oh, my God, it's over. My heart melts. The next thing you know, I'm up. I'm up and I'm making a fucking egg sandwich. He can finally hold the sandwich close. You know, it was the best was when he couldn't and the eggs would fall out and he would just go, oh, no. Oh, no, Dada, oh, no. I would just play along going, oh, no, oh, jeez. Let's get those eggs. You got to squeeze it. Got to squeeze the, the fucking toast together. Um, anyway, I've been eating like a fucking champ. Eating like a champ. Smoothies, salads, you know, trying to learn how to do splits. Sorry, I did add something even more feminine in there. Um. Anyway, uh, what else was I doing? I caught a little bit of coffee. Last night, um, I did go out to dinner. And I ordered really well. Uh, but then I saw the dessert menu. And you know me. Hey, hey, I don't need to tell you guys about me, right? I mean, believe me. You'll know what I'm thinking. I used to love, Colin Quinn used to do bits about guys like that. I fucking loved it. Hey, and you know me. No, I don't know you, you fucking narcissist. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I say I don't eat dessert. It's been fucking fantastic. Because everywhere, I, you know, it's the summertime. And I'm going around and we're in, you know, this touristy place. And everybody's fucking eating ice cream. I don't know what it is. I think ice cream's the thing to get this year, which I got to be honest with you. I don't know why you get ice cream on a hot day. Why the fuck you would go for dairy? You would never go like, oh my God, it's fucking hot out. Somebody give me a glass of milk. And these fucking people are chowing the thing. And I've, I say this every summer. There's nothing funnier than watching a grown man eat an ice cream cone. <laughs> It's the funniest shit. You know, now like homophobia has gotten to the point that as a straight man, if you have a banana, you have to be like breaking pieces off of it. You can't just eat the banana like the way a chimp does because everybody says it looks like you're going down on a fucking dick, right? That's the latest homophobia. 
I don't know how the ice cream has gotten away with it. Is the guy sitting there going down this, looking like, you know, the whole fucking thing is just like, <laughs> it's like, you know, the manliest of manly guy. And then all of a sudden he's just giving a sloppy ice cold blowjob as he's walking down the street. I fucking die laughing every time I watch it. It's the funniest fucking shit. <laughs> Um, anyway, enjoy your summer, everybody. There's just, even just in general, there's just something funny about a guy standing there holding an ice cream. That's even better when he's waiting for his wife, just standing there holding the ice cream. (laughs) Like, all he needs is like a balloon tied around his wrist. Um, oh, Bill, can we just enjoy, you know, one of the last summers before the oceans rise and swallow up probably 12 of the 50 states? Um, I cannot fucking believe. Oh, so anyway, so last night we're at the restaurant. And for like a year and a half, I've been craving butterscotch pudding. Like, I don't know what got knocked loose in my brain, but back in the day, you know, my mother used to buy those Swiss Miss instant pudding things that were just 100% fructose, corn syrup, whatever the fuck it was, all trans fat. I mean, if I have a drop of a fucking heart attack, it's because of those fucking things way back in the day. And, um, but whatever, I was like craving one of those. I wasn't craving a gourmet you know, butterscotch fucking thing, but blah, 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 blah. I wanted the fucking Swiss Miss. And uh, last night I go to this restaurant, with my lovely wife, my mother-in-law, and uh, we had a great meal and I looked at the dessert menu and they had a fucking butterscotch pudding with some sort of whiskey something. And I was like, ah, I would have got up with this booze in it. And Nia's like, it burns off, it burns off. I was like, all right. You're not a chef. I'll, I'll take that for a fucking answer, right? So um, <clears throat> I ordered the thing, but all three of us split it. I had like five bites of it, and uh, it was very good. But it was afterward where I was just like, you know what? It, that didn't scratch the itch. I wanted to go back. And child sense memory, I wanted, like, because the, the one I had last night was fucking, was amazing. But I wanted the fucking white trash one. You know? The one somebody comes knocking on your fucking trailer door and you come walking over. You got half the fucking dessert in your mustache. Can I help you? <laughs> That's one of my favorite things people say when you're trespassing. Can I help you? It's so fucking like, like non-confrontational, but passive aggressive, I guess would be. But I also like how all of a sudden you start talking like you work at a Macy's. Is there anything I can help you with? You know, keys to my car. Um, Tell you where my watch is in my, in the house. May I help you? Excuse me. Are you lost? Excuse me. Is there a problem? 
These are the expressions of people that have not had a fight in 30 years and don't want to have another one. That's how they... they... Um, hello? <laughs> Notice none of those fucking sayings were ever in a Sylvester Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Steven Seagal, Jason Statham movie. They never go, uh, you know? Is everything Okay. Well, I guess they, they could get away. Excuse me, are you lost? I'm trying to do Schwarzenegger. What's a good Schwarzenegger? Oh, who gives a fuck, Bill? <clears throat> Have you guys watched the documentary, the Schwarzenegger documentary yet? That's what keep, I keep hearing that voice. I still hear it in my head. You got this picture in your mind of what you want your body to look like, and you will it. You will your body. Whatever the hell he said, that just stuck. You will it to look like that. So I want to look like that that old dad that maybe used to do hard drugs. Because that's one of the things that they don't talk about, about hard drugs, is when you do hard drugs younger in your life, for whatever reason, you're just like skinny for your whole life, you know? Look at all these rock stars. All the ones that had like the big heroin problems. They come out, you know, it's this weird sort of like, it's like this heroin dad bod that they come out with, you know, where you can see their rib cage where their chest, where their pecs should be, you know, and then they just have like this little fucking, this little pot belly. <laughs> um. I am fascinated. I do this thing with Dean Del Rey where we try to find the most, the most accessorized rock stars. And you just try to see like where, where it went off the rails. Um, I mean, it just gets crazy. All right, so you got the fucking leather on leather outfit. You got the tattoos. Then you go with the eyeliner, right? And then you got to have like, like fucking 40 bracelets, like 12 earrings. You just look at them, you know, like a, a fucking headband. I love wearing a bandana and then you put a hat on top of the bandana and then there's a bandana tied around the brim of your fucking head. You just want to look at them like, dude, how long does it take you to get fucking dressed and undressed in the morning? I mean, just the, the fucking sound, you know? Some chick's dating this guy. Hey, hang on a second. I got to get ready for bed. And he just goes in there and it sounds like somebody dropped like a fucking... <laughs> like a box of nails. It's just him getting taking all of his fucking... Did he even take them all off? Are they all linked together? Some of these fucking people. Bandana, a hat on top of the bandana. Bandana around the brim. And then they got like some sort of fucking glasses, 40 fucking earrings, nose ring that connects to something like they're fucking, I don't know what, something else. <clears throat> it's like, we get it. We get it. You make money fucking playing music. I kind of feel like it's, it's like as they go around the world, people keep giving them gifts and they just keep putting it on themselves. 
all right, I made this jacket for you. Oh, thanks, mate. And then they fucking put it on, and then they get another jacket, and then they cut the sleeves off of one. All right, it's a jacket on top of a jacket with a windbreaker, and then a vest and an overcoat. Sorry. I think that idea was as, as long as it takes to get fucking dressed as a rock star. That's why I just thought Malcolm Young had it down. Guy would come out, black T-shirt, white T-shirt, whatever, blue jeans, underwear, socks, sneakers, done. And he would just go out there and play, and that was fucking it. The man did not have a stylist, yet came up with his own style. I did wonder how many of those suits Angus brought out on the road. I mean, he has to have, I mean, that's like workout clothes with that guy. Guy comes off stage, it's like he's coming out of the ocean. I mean, there's no fucking way they just hang that thing up wet and let it dry, and then he fucking does it. I bet early on in his career they did. Oh, Jesus. Now, there's a question nobody asked Angus. Hey, seven nights into your tour on the high-voltage tour, how nasty was that fucking schoolboy outfit? Um, all right, I don't have any fucking reads. I don't have any reads. Did you guys see that thing? Not to get into politics here. This is, I, I am watching the, I, like, I have no hope, okay? So I'm just watching to, to see if my suspicions are true. So everybody claims on the left and the right that they like a straight shooter and all of that type of stuff and somebody that's going to tell it like it is and ba 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 boo right? So, um... I, somebody sent me this thing that RFK Jr. told this whole story about how this corporation with this one guy at the head of it um, put all these independent pig farmers out of business. You know, they just had more money and they had a more efficient way of killing pigs and they were able to slaughter like 30,000 pigs, 30, pigs a day and butcher them. And because they did, they drove the price of like pork all the way down to like, I don't know, 25 cents or something, which caused all these other independent farmers to go bankrupt. And then if you wanted to keep being a pig farmer, you then had to sign a contract with this corporation that put you out of business. And they the, the corporation supplied you with the piglets, with the food. You know, you had to do exactly what they said. They basically became serfs, like the feudal system on their own land. They took over basically, I don't know, 80% of pig farms in this country. And then in the end, you know what they did? They sold it to China. <laughs> so these are the kinds of stories that he's saying, this is wrong and this really messes with America, right? <clears throat> you watch what they do to that guy. You watch how they fucking try to tear him down and all of it, because all of these fucking politicians know this shit's happening. And, <clears throat> you know, this isn't new information, but, you know, they can't be, pro senators and congressmen cannot be prosecuted for, I guess, insider trading. They're privy to all of this stuff. And because they can't, these companies on Wall Street send them information to basically give them the hookup 
So they'll make a bunch of fucking money and then essentially look the other way when these corporations are doing evil shit. So all of these fucking assholes where they go like, hey, he's a public servant. He isn't. They're serving themselves. So whenever a guy like this comes along, you know, a Robert Kennedy Jr., a Bernie Sanders, and even Trump in a way, even though Trump was was sort of the corporate evil fucking guy, like how he, he made himself out to be like this Robin Hood guy when it's just like, dude, you like the amount of money that you've cost the average Joe with all these bankruptcies. It's like, you just don't declare bankruptcy and they wipe away the debt. They got to get the money back. Like, we have to pay for that. And he stood up there, I took advantage of the uh, the bankruptcy laws and his own fucking people are applauding him. Yay, we paid your tab. And none of us are a member at your golf course. Um, I just find it fascinating watching the liberal Democratic Party, what they did to Bernie Sanders these last two elections where he won the popular vote and they were just like, no, we're still giving you a company, man. And they gave us Hillary and fucking, you know, Joe Biden. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen. I I don't have any faith that like, you know, I'm waiting for a politician to start talking about this stuff because I I don't understand what we're doing. We're completely letting the country go to hell. And then if you bring it up, people, ah, he's a fucking socialist, communist, the gas will be $9 million a gallon if this guy gets in and then, then the guy just goes away every fucking time. So you watch, you watch. Um, and it'll be done by the left. Um, which is disappointing because all I want, all I want, for the next president, I just want somebody sane that gives a shit about people. <laughs> Is that asking too much? Or at least doesn't have dementia? All right. Anyway, we'll see what happens, though, everybody. Uh, this is old Butterscotch Bill signing off. Have a wonderful uh, beginning of August. Don't get upset that it's August. Enjoy August. All right? It's still the summer. All right. See you. What's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 3rd, 2015. What's going on? How are you? How are you? Can you believe it's already August 3rd? Where is the summer going? No need to fret, everyone. Because now that we are in the golden age of global warming, you know, right before all the bad shit happens. The great thing is, is summer goes right through to like October at this point. So there's still time to get your beach body, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, it really helps with you. You ever just get depressed at how quickly life is going by, how quickly time is going by? You know what really helps that is if you're working towards something. I swear to God, not try to get all fucking goofy here in self-help. I'm actually excited for August to end, to get right through this month because I know where I'm going to be. Because I, I've been, I've been where, oh, I've been working out today. 
I stepped on the scale, and my goal was to get go from 180 to 177. Dropped my three pounds for the fucking week. I go to the gym every day. It's just become what we like. And if you don't want to be a fatty, well, you go to the gym every day, you cunt. Woo! Um, I, got on the, I got on the scale. Ba-boo-da-la-boop. When I got out of bed, um, <laughs> no, I got on the scale this morning. And uh, I weighed in at 176.4 or point foa, as some people say in Massachusetts, or basically the New England area. 176.4. Six ounces to spare. Um, pretty psyched about that. Um, what I did this week was I just kept eating the exact same way that I've been eating, uh, which is as perfect as I know how to eat, you know, there's only so much you can read about nutrition, you know, about good carbohydrate, what are good fats, bad fats, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, fucking glycerin, whatever the fuck it is. I, I just, a glucose and all that shit. I just, ugh, I just shut up. All right. With your, your, your words, you know, I, I, those fucking words don't excite me. They don't make me go, oh, oh, what's the next sentence going to read? I got to figure out how to get excited about reading about nutrition. You know, I just can't. I cannot get into reading about nuts and berries. You know what I mean? There's no car chase. There's no titties. There's no classic lines. No no shiny suits. I'm, oh, what, what, there's nothing. What is there, there for me? You know, it's like sitting through some fucking movie. You know, you didn't want to see, but you fucked up in your relationship, so you're trying to repair it. So you're like, all right, all right, I'll fucking, uh, oh, yeah, let's go see this movie. What is what is it called? What is it called? Seven Suppers in September. <laughs> what the fuck I'm thinking about? Dinner dates, divine, whatever the fuck it's going to be. Anyways, but I, I switched up the cardio this week. I went to the gym and I skipped rope a couple of times. So it was a different kind of cardio. So my body's still like, hey, whoa, whoa, what the fuck's going on? You know, because I overheard somebody say you're supposed to confuse your body every like three to six weeks. So I did that. It's, it's working for me. It's working for me. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And I'm psyched that I'm losing weight. But uh, this is the time because I'm recording this on Sunday night. And uh, it's about, I don't know. Seven, eight o'clock. I don't know what the fuck time it is. And uh, this is the time of night where I usually uh, crack open a cold one. And I'm not. I'm 28 days in. 29 when you hear this. And, uh, you know, so now I'm not craving alcohol. I don't give a fuck about it. I mean, I give a shit, but, like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm used to my new lifestyle. You know? <laughs> this is it. Just wide awake. All fucking brain cells. Straight in line, all counted for. Ah, Jesus Christ, I'm bored shitless. Fucking bored shitless. But I am working towards a few things. I took my first uh, um, auto rotation, uh, advanced auto rotation class, and I fucking loved it. And I felt like I, became, I got like 30% better at them in one lesson. And I'm just going to keep taking those fucking things until I can simulate a uh, engine failure and land it like essentially in a parking spot. And once I do that, then I'm going to feel like, all right, now I feel comfortable to fly around, take some passengers and that type of shit. That's what you do. You don't get your license and then go, well, I, got, I passed the fucking test. Let me just fly around and hope nothing happens. That's not what you do. You keep going. You keep learning. Keep trying. <laughs> um, 
fuck? 28 days in. 72 days. Uh, 72 minus 28. That's 52 minus 8. 44. 44 days to go. Uh, I'm, I'm rapidly approaching the halfway point, which is 36 days. What's 28 and 7? 35. Shit. I was hoping next week I was going to be at the halfway point. Who's kidding who, people? I'm going to come off. I'm going to drop about 20 pounds, and I am going to come off this fucking... This stretch of no boozing, and I'm going to put on at least 30 pounds, just a booze weight. Forget about all the dumb food choices I'm going to make when I'm hammered. Um, oh, Jesus. So anyways, 176.4. There you go. So all I got to do is lose 2.4 this week. I don't give a fuck. I just got to plow through this fucking week, you know, because then I'll be down to 174, and then it gets exciting, right? Then you start getting into the low 170s, and that's basically, you know, that's where, you know, in my business, I could go out and get a headshot and maybe uh, book a Cheerios commercial. That's an exciting weight to be at. You know what I mean? You, know, you, you can sit there and laugh. Those Toasted O's commercials, they fucking pay. I did one a long time ago. I think it's up on YouTube. Uh, if you search for it, search, search old uh, Billy Redface, Toasted O's. No, I'm kidding. I never did one of those. But I was in a honeycomb commercial when I was just a kid. <clears throat> Honeycombs big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, I wasn't in that shit either. Um, anyways, let's get on with the podcast here. So, uh, that's the deal. Trying to get in shape. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not a young fella anymore. And, uh, if anything tells me that is when fucking, you know, heroes of mine from when I was a kid die in their sleep. Fucking devastating news of Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper passing away this week, man. I couldn't believe he was fucking 61. I couldn't believe it was that old. And I also was thinking, like, that's 14 years away from me. And in 14 years, you can die in your sleep. Like, that can happen. And everybody's okay with that. You know? Like, oh, you know. I'm mean, not okay with it. I mean, they missed the guy and shit. But anyways. So. Rest in peace, Rowdy Ruddy Piper. Thank you for all the fucking laughs. Piper's pit, man. That was the best. Just when they think they know the answers, I change the questions. I got to meet him a couple of times when I was down in the comedy store. And uh, I had a chance to hang out with him one time, and I didn't because he was that big a deal for me. And I didn't want to know him too well because he was such a big fucking deal. That's when, that, I'm telling you, before The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was definitely a golden age. And I think The Rock is the best guy ever on the mic other than fucking Ric Flair. That's what I, my own personal opinion, whatever. But um, before the golden age of the rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind. Um, um, oh, who's the guy? <laughs> uh, what the fuck was he called? I just know what the rock used to call him. He used to call him the red, you know what. Ah, oh, what was his name? I forget. Anyways, in the 80s. Was it Kane? Something like that. I can't fucking remember. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Sergeant Slaughter. Mr. Wonderful, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I I fuck. I used to watch all of that shit. Larry Zabisco, Tony Gurria, Ted DiBiase, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Ivan Putsky, Pat Patterson. Who else? The end of Bruno Sammartino, and uh, oh, there was a redheaded fella there who had the belt. What the fuck was his name? Uh, Bob Backlund. Um. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the Iron Sheik, George the Animal Steel, the fucking Moondogs, 
Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito, the men of the wild Samoans, Captain Lou Albano, Freddie Blassie, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. I used to watch that shit every fucking week. I loved it. And one of the biggest parts when when fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper came on the scene, it was like, who the fuck is this guy? Came out in that kilt and from day one was talking. She was one of those guys. He, he showed up and he was a star, it seemed. Like, it was just overnight. He was so good, you couldn't remember wrestling without him, man. And uh, I can't believe that, man. 61 years old. He looked great, too, when I saw him. Fuck, it looked great. It's terrifying. I mean, you know, I'm getting to that age where that gets terrifying. Like, how old was he? What the fuck? So, uh, anyways. Um, yeah. Yes, it's starting to make me feel old. So I feel good that I'm actually working towards some shit. So old Billy fucking 20 hobbies here. So I'm working on those uh, auto rotations, and uh, I actually started taking drum lessons again because I'm sick of fucking flailing around the kit. And, uh, you know, I was always I always admired guys that had that, that fucking flawless technique. And I think seeing Keith Carlock when he played with uh, Steely Dan, and just watching the obviously, no matter how much technique I have, I'm never going to play like that guy. But just watching um, him just effortlessly go around the kit, and the sticks are doing the work. He's just guiding it with his hands. It's just fucking. It's, it's really some drum geek shit, but it's fucking unreal. And having said that, does anybody know who who was Jim Croce's drummer? Does anybody have any idea? I'm trying to figure out who played on that "Working at the Car Wash Blues." Which is really, you know, it's kind of a corny fucking song. Who's kidding who? But the drums on it are this shit. I love the drums on that fucking song. And I finally figured out that little fucking, uh, I'll play a little something for you here. This is a little fucking press roll that the guy does in the beginning. I'll show you. Where the hell is it? Come on. Oh, here we go. There it is. Coming up right now. Right here. Oh, I fucking love that. And two, three, and, and one. I've been sitting in my fucking, just like the fucking rain man, trying to figure that thing out. And I started taking lessons, and uh, my teacher helped me out with this shit. I'm, I'm psyched. So I suck at it, but I know I know physically how to do it. So I just got, you just sit there and you do it a million times. Who knows? Maybe I'll bust that song out at the uh, the comedy gym. Little Jim Croce. God damn it, that guy's got some depressing songs. Huh? New York's not my home. And I learned a lot of lessons. And they were not the nice kind. All the shitty things about fucking sleeping uh, in a doorway, getting mugged, having to call his parents. That New York's not my home. I just started singing that. Don't you know that I gotta get out of here? I'm so alone. Don't you know that I got to get out of here because New York's not my home. Thank God I never knew that song existed when I first moved to New York and was eating my balls at the old Boston Comedy Club. I would have gone home crying. That was that early 70s shit. They were not about bringing people up. They were just like, no, sit in it. Sit in that depression. You know, he's got a couple. He's got I Got a Name. You know, like the pine trees lining the winding road. I got a name. I got a name. See, half the song doesn't make any sense. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad. I got a name. The, the, neither one of those animals has really as a name unless it's a pet. Other than that, it's just called what it is. That'd be like if your name was human being, right? You know, maybe I should just sit back and enjoy this song. I don't fucking know, but I just, you know, 
And I carry it with me like my daddy did. <laughs> and even then it gets sad. But I'm living the dream that he couldn't give. What did that mean? He drank away his paycheck every week. It was just fucking good Lord. Guy's putting on number one songs and he's all he's all fucking sad. Reminds me of the, the, the Seattle guy there, right? With the page boy haircut. He was a saddie too. He had all these great fucking albums. He didn't like it here. Um... Anyways, what am I doing? What, what am I talking about here? There's something I wanted to talk about. Oh, so my wife, for whatever fucking reason, absolutely loves that show, uh, that American Greed. And um, she watches like three of those episodes every fucking night before we go to bed. And I, and I, and I always end up falling asleep because it's the same fucking story over and over again. You know? It's the same thing. The guy starts up a fucking business. He, he dresses in the part. He's faking it till you make it. He gets a bunch of investors. He hands out fake spreadsheets. And you got these fucking innocent people just going like, you know, oh, yeah, I saw I saw the returns and I was getting 30%. And I was like, whoa, this sounds like a good deal to me. Right? And then they always go, you know, it's always got some really bad metaphor. They invested in an ice cream chain. But this wasn't the flavor they were looking for when we returned. Glass in the ice cream. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. That fucking song. American Greed. I'll tell you, you know who's going to end up on fucking American Greed is that cunt who shot that lion. Everybody's talking about this dentist that went over and illegally poached this lion. That was friendly with people. I love that shit. Is it friendly with people until what? It bites somebody's fucking head off? It's fucking unreal. You know what I mean? Everybody's fucking saying, you gas the pit bulls. You shoot a fucking lion. Everybody's like, oh, but he was nice. He was a good lion. I'm not saying it was a bad lion. I'm not saying the guy shouldn't have done it. I think everybody's missing the fucking story here. All right? Speaking of American greed, this guy paid 50 grand all right, that's just for the fuck. That's not even for his flight to go over there and kill this fucking lion. All right, I'm not trying to stir anything up here, but how the fuck can a dentist afford to drop fifty grand to fly to Africa to shoot a fucking lion illegally? Just think of the, all the, how expensive the shoes he had to buy that he had to sneak around in. There had to be some sort of ninja wear fucking, I'm going to shoot a, 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 a protected lion wear that he had on, right? Guy dropped 50 grand on that. And now he's gone underground. They go over his house. He's got a mansion, right? And all they're talking about is this fucking lion. And I'm, I'm watching an episode of American Greed. Ow, 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 ow. Right? How the fuck can you afford all? I'm filling fucking. How many teeth are you filling? This guy's pulling teeth. He's. I'm telling you right now. I used to work in a dental office, right? And I there was some good dentists, just like cops. There's some good cops. There's some bad cops. And I'm not talking about interrogation. I'm talking about brandishing a weapon. Uh, no, I'm talking about fucking people pulling teeth that didn't need to be pulled. Fucking doing root, doing fillings on teeth that did not need to be fucking drilled into because they bought a car beyond their own fucking needs or whatever their their, their financial responsibility. All right, I think this guy should be fucking taken back there, just for the simple fact 
just for the simple fact that that he uh, he went to another country and did that. What do we got over here? Does the MGM still have a lion? What if he? What if somebody from Zimbabwe came over here? What about and the MGM lion? Right, right as they were recording that, you're watching an MGM film. They fuck. Please turn the air conditioning back on. Back on. Yeah, the lovely Nia. Everybody, she came in. This is a studio, man. <laughs> Dave Letterman had it cold. I'm having a cold. He lasted fucking thirty years on television. I want to do thirty years of podcasting. And then make sure we have huh? conditioning. Well, what's good is the air conditioning if you're going to fucking turn it off? Listen, I'm talking about that dentist that went out, went over to Zimbabwe. You got to go grab a mic from the, uh, from the closet there. I, I, you know, no one wants to listen to this. Let me just hit pause here. Ah, fuck it. I never hit pause. Um, do you know that story, Nia? Yes. This dentist from Minnesota, he's a, he, you know, he likes... He's one of those big game hunters. You know what I mean? He's one of those fucking guys. I'm going to shoot something that people think is scary. And they can be like, oh, I killed that shit. You know, like it went up and he fucking put it in a chokehold. It's like you didn't. You, you went over and you shot it. The fact that you can go, you can walk up and kill an armed man, a human being with a gun, you could fucking kill. You could, you could do it. Even if he knew you were coming, you have a gun, he has a gun, you could do that. So now you're going up to a lion. The thing doesn't have a gun. So, I mean, how fucking difficult is that? Actually, they shot it with a crossbow. But the only reason why they shot it with a crossbow was because they were trying to disguise. Doesn't he have, he's gone big game hunting before, right? Like he's done it a lot. Well, here's the thing that I I thought I saw some weirdly alarmist headline being like, you know, he's like a serial killer of animals. And it's like the, the way they were putting it was like, you know, this is what he does all the time. I don't know. No, I haven't he, read about it. He's one it. of those guys. He, do, he doesn't seem like he kills to eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's just for sport. Yeah. He's one of those guys to be like, yeah, you ever hear of an alligator? I fucking shot one in the head. And what is he put it up in his study or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's one, like of, those one guys. of those guys. He's one of those guys. So, he so went, what about him? He fled, right? Like he uh, he, goes he, over, he went over to Zimbabwe. He brought yeah. like a crossbow and he fucking went into some like wildlife sanctuary allegedly this lion was friendly with people i love that shit the cecil the lion <laughs> cecil or whatever it, it, was, it was it's yeah it's friendly until it isn't Till the yeah. one day you do something that reminds of it you know of yeah. something from its childhood and it mm-hmm. fucking bites your head off <laughs> but it's, it's what it's supposed to do it's a lion yeah it kills shit yeah of course so he went in and he fucking killed it decapitated mm-hmm. it skinned the fucking thing yeah he wants the head yeah first of all how do you get the head back I don't know. I don't want to know. That you got to go gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> you got to drain it out. They probably do it there. Like, oh no! You know what he did? He probably like taxidermy. Well, he probably like takes the fucking just the the skin from the head. You bring that back, and then you just <laughs> you have somebody like make a uh, like a lion skull, and then you put it over there because no one's gonna gonna know that the skull isn't in there, right? <laughs> This is the kind of shit. This is like premeditated. I have no idea. Wait, let me ask you this, Nia, because you're into American greed. This guy's yes. a dentist. He paid 50 grand to do that. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone underground. They're going by his house. He has a mansion. This guy's a dentist. He has a mansion. Yeah. He's going all these expensive fucking, uh, you know, going around killing all these. How does a dentist have all that fucking money? Is he like a hoity-toity fancy dentist that like doesn't take any insurance? It's all like self-pay and it's the I worked in a dental office. Nobody was going on a safari even to just look at him. Forget about to uh, just go on a safari how much money that is. Forget about 
you're going to go over there and then sneak back later, kill a lion, <laughs> butcher the fucking thing and sneak it back. Yeah, I don't know. He sounds very sketchy, though. That's American Phil, Greed. That's Phil doing the theme to American Greed. Later. <laughs> yeah, do your best Stacey Keach impression. Well, give me a scenario. What It's always the same scenario. It's the same thing. It's like a Ponzi scheme, and he throws lavish parties, and he buys Ferraris and BMWs and they yachts. They called him Ferrari Mike. Dude, how many times is... Ferrari Mike, how yeah. many times? How many times is Ludacris going to show up in the background Ludacris of one of those... Ludacris has oddly shown up on two, two episodes. episodes of American Greed. Greedy white people love Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking can't get enough of them. I don't know. It's really weird, though, how he came up twice. It's fucking hilarious. Not that he does business with these people, but he's like, he knows the people that did business with probably, the person being profiled. It's like that. Did like he's a not private like, party, you know, and they, 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 you're yeah. so rich, you can have ludicrous rap in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. love that show. What are you doing? That, that fucking that that Missy Elliott song used to drive me up the wall. <laughs> Remember that fucking song? Pass that Dutch. Yeah, they'd be like, "Way down, damn it, Pamplin. Nobody paid attention. Nobody gave a shit." Remember that one? <laughs> it was the only good part of the song was when he came on. You're talking about so Christmas solo, Twelve Amigators. That is the best part. I loved it. It was inspirational. No one believed in him. And he said, fuck this. He made his own goddamn tape. And then he was selling him out of the back of the car. And then he was yeah. crushing it. Yeah, that's true. He's going like, to be on Empire next season. I, did, I, didn't like, yeah. I didn't like the part where he started buying the Gators. It's just like, no, 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 no. Real estate. Oh, I'm sure he has tons of real estate. What Not the you? guy he's singing about. I'm talking about the guy he's rapping about. I'm not talking about Ludacris. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ludacris. How himself. soon before Ludacris is on American Greed? At some point, he's got to come clean. He's like, going to be on Empire. I just told you. Next season, he's going to be on Empire. Well, so I'm telling you right Empire. now, if he shows up on a third, a third, third episode of, of American, American Greed? Greed, somebody's got to be like, Ludacris. Like, yeah, who is, he, who is he hanging out with? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. Look how white I am. I don't know any white guy on that show. That's pretty interesting, huh? I'm sure you do, actually. They just haven't shown up yet. I'm sure you know or have somehow tangibly been involved with some like crazy corporate American greed type dude, but it's just so far oh, I, I used, from you. I used to do then. corporate gigs. I bet one of those guys of went course. down. Of course. Yeah. No, but not if, not if you donate to a fucking a campaign. No, but you're like a white guy working in show business. Like there's a, at some point you came across somebody that did some American greed type shit. Like that's just how it goes. No? I don't think bit? so. I don't think they go to the funny bones and the improv. (laughs) (laughs) I think when you sell out stadiums like him. Stadiums, theaters, like venues, promoters. The last one we watched, this guy ended up, he throws a party in like Indianapolis (laughs) and he has ice sculptures cut into. The playboy of Indiana. Yeah, cut into like fucking dollar signs. Yeah. And then he stood on his balcony with hundred dollar bills and none of the money was his and just fucking did the. He made it rain. He made it rain. And like, just what I love about those, what I find them so fascinating about them is just, just that living in the moment and thinking like, how long do you think you're going to fucking get away with this? Mm-hmm. 
And then they do, but then what, then it's always kind of funny, just the dumb shit they buy. But then once they actually start showing the people that lost, it's always like, you know, he was a farmer. He grew food for the country. <laughs> he never sold out to corporate farmers. He had 170 grand. He gave it all to Ferrari Mike. <laughs> That's true. They have like 120 grand. When I met grand. him, he had a nice watch. He was well-spoken. I thought he was a nice person. Yeah, it's always like one hundred twenty, one hundred seventy thousand. It's like their entire life savings. Yep. And then they take it and they, and they go, all right. And they they get the fake fucking spreadsheets and they immediately walk out the door and they go buy a watch with that. Like you realize, yeah, they level take their cycle. money and just like just go spend it on themselves. Yeah. Those yachts, that six million dollar yacht we saw. On I was one surprised that was only six million. Bucks. I know. I didn't feel like it was really all that for six million dollars. Like the deck, the core, and everything. It just We're looked very about? basic to me. What? I thought that that thing would be like 40 million bucks. That thing? Oh. It had seven bedrooms with their own bathroom on a boat? No, I know. Where does all that shit go, Mia? That's expensive. Hey, can you turn the the fucking AC back on, please? Are you really that hot? I was freezing my ass off when I came in. I know. You're wearing some old lady sweater. I put a sweater on. Are you hot? Oh, you just want it on just because Letterman had it on. Are you actually warm? Yeah, no, it's warm. I'm dying in here. Really? Okay. I'm white, you know? It's all that hot air. Oh, touche. White people like the fucking cold, Nia. I know. We do. We're pasty. Yeah, we're white like the snow, Nia. All right. Why did you want me to come in here? I wanted you to go. Well, I think there was a question that somebody wanted to fucking ask you. Where is it? Where is it? Did you talk about our beautiful day by the pool today? No. Oh, that was so nice. Can we talk about fucking Ugh. UFC fucking... Yes, uh, let's talk about 34 seconds of pure domination by Ronda Rousey. I didn't that know... That was the shit. I didn't know what that girl had said about her father. That was the first... Like, when you said that last night, that was the first time I had heard that. Oh, oh yeah, no, that girl... It, or, like, so one of our friends said it. They came over last night that she said something about her dead father. And she, you yeah, don't do yeah. that. That's Why the would thing. you do that? Rhonda already hates you just by virtue of the fact that you guys are going to fight. Why would you throw fuel on that fire by talking about her family? Like she already just feels like if I step into the <laughs> ring with you, I want to like kill you, hurt everyone that like loves you. That's that's what her mindset is. So I don't understand I, why she I thought don't. that was a good idea strategically. Trying to do some like psychological warfare. Well, when maybe? she like, knocked her out and, and Rogan was said she went down like <laughs> she got hit by a sniper, I yeah. immediately that that goes in his all time fucking quotes. Everybody yeah. in our living room bursted out laughing because that she looked like she got shot. She did. She fell over in that weird posture where like you sort of end up falling on your neck. Yeah, you bent over at the waist and your ass up in the air like with your on your knees. It's just terrible. Yeah, Terrible. like somehow your legs stay awake longer than your upper body, and you just go in. It's look, I respect anybody who goes into that fucking thing, but Absolutely. like, why the fuck would you go in and, and nah. say all that shit? Not a good idea. So what, well, she learned. She learned. Ronda, I Ronda usually, disciplined her. I usually root for an underdog, yeah. especially when someone's so dominant. You just yeah. want to see a fight or whatever. But once she said all that shit about her dad, I was like, all right, yeah, you know what? You, I, you I, have to. Uh, you have to. I was actually upset that she didn't get to beat her longer. Yeah, because she deserved another like thirty-four seconds of getting. I her felt ass like beat the third, the comment, third punch, sure. 
she had a look on her face like, oh, fuck. And I th- and I, I think I said, this is already over. I feel like that knee, too, kind of like caught her off guard. I think she got a little winded when she got her that like left knee to the body. She well, looked kind of like, oh. Not like for nothing. I, I would have started crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got my wind back. Why did you do that? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I can't find the question. I, I don't see one here. I've listened to your podcast years. That's the Russia one. Fucking Ronda Rousey, just dumb. It just it like it's the same thing every time now. It's just the same. Like she's probably not going to fight for another couple years. There's no other woman that's lined up ready to fight Ronda Rousey, is there? Like I I don't know. My friend said she does have another. He thinks maybe she'll fight again in another six months or so. But like I I don't know who out there can take her. I, I don't Nobody. I don't give a shit. Just stick somebody else in front of her. <laughs> it's fucking amazing to watch. I don't give a fuck to be like, oh, you're going to do the pay-per-view. It's only 30-something seconds. It's like you're watching a legend. You're watching a fucking... She's already a legend at this point. And you, you're watching her. I don't even think she's in her prime. She used to do the armbar thing all, all the time. And now she came in. No armbar. I really knocked I like her that. the fuck out. Yeah, she did. She just knocked her fucking block off. Yeah. It's it great. great. It's enjoyable. <laughs> totally fucking enjoyed it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, let's let me. I can't find the fucking question here. I like better when I bring you on in the end because then we ride it out. Because I always feel weird like having you swing by like we don't live together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Well, if you, let, you can find it, we'll do it on Thursday. Okay. Well, here's something for you. You leaving? Yes. I was going to talk about that paleo diet. Those people trying to just tell us the whole thing. That do you, you want to do paleo? I think it's fucking hilarious. Why? Just, it's just, just meat, listen, eating listen. meat and vegetables. That's pretty much it. Well, I mean right? that makes sense. But here, this fucking thing here. Oh, by the way, so do you, do you do you hope that the United States extradites this dentist back to Zimbabwe? Do you feel like he should do ten years in prison in a hardcore prison? Uh, he's gonna get. That he's seems gonna like get, a little. He's much. gonna get butt raped. I think. <laughs> I think he should be fined probably a lot. Like a lot, a no, lot. No, fuck that. I think he should be taken back. At some point, you got to put a value on animals' lives. I agree. So, what you're saying, he should go to jail? I think he should. I don't think he should go to the hardcore one. Right. I think that Ooh. he should go to the jail, be mm-hmm. in protective custody, and through his ten years, he should have to fix everybody's teeth. I think <laughs> for free, he should work in an animal sanctuary, like cleaning up all like the shit and everything. You can't have that. You can't have that. That's like having a pedophile work at a kindergarten. Eventually, he's he's gonna fucking kill some. He's gonna kill. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to. That's like, well, I mean, to me, do you know? I didn't tell you something. Law, that, wait, 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 wait a second. There's not some law in place about him going and, and killing that animal. Because shouldn't there already be something? No, there is, but like he left the country. And... He, he left the country. He's back oh, here. Right, so right, now right, he's right. got to get the United States to send one of their own. Now, the United States, mm-hmm. we're not going to send the guy mm-hmm. because that's one of our guys. He's got the barcode on the back of his neck, and he's not making us any fucking money. If he's, by us, I mean the Illuminati guys. You know what I mean? He's not paying any fucking uh, uh, income tax or any of that type of shit. He's not walking around, you know, saying what he's supposed to be saying because he got it out of his TV. You need that zombie. <laughs> you need that guy. He's a big game hunter. That guy, he's going to be on the side of those. I got to be honest with you. I totally respect hunting. I think it's the shit. I love animals too, but I think if you go out and you hunt and then you, you do it for food or whatever, or you're doing it to learn how to do it, I, I respect that. Go shoot a fucking deer. There's a zillion of them. They're like mosquitoes. But like to go out there and, and uh, you know, shoot a lion, a leopard, 
you have these beautiful fucking animals with yeah. this. Yeah. Dude, believe me, if there was a bunch of fucking, if there was herds of lions running along the prairies, <laughs> I mean, I, that's what we would have on the 4th of July, but we're not. We fucking killed all of them. And I think there's really something, uh, like, uh, I don't, what this guy does, I don't lump all hunters into. Did he go out on his own? Was he like this rogue? No, he hired these he guys. On, I was going to say he hired people, right? So he had people who knew the terrain. And those guys are busted. Those guys are, are, are going to trial and they're oh, staring at okay. 10 years. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, and all being right. a bottom. I was going to say, I know he paid somebody like an exorbitant amount of money in order to do that. He didn't just go out there on his own. Yeah, he it was incredibly stupid of the people who live there. And this fucking guy, I don't know, he must have had the size of that duffel bag that he must have put the fucking head in. It's just, it's I unbelievable I love how you're obsessed with the whole, how does the head travel from Zimbabwe to America? What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you take a head across. put it up his ass like those drug meals. <laughs> you know how we have to fill out those little cards when we travel? Oh! We travel internationally. It's like, are you, gonna, are you bringing any fruit or any, like, wildlife or any, like, plants or shit yeah, like that? I got an elephant's head in my duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if I look in your bag, sir? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> do you have any liquids in there? No, it's all been drained. And he's, you know, sharp object. You can't do any of that with the fucking, with the... I actually think there's something fucking wrong with you if you have to go around and kill the most deadliest animals to human beings, like walking around doing that shit. I feel like that was an old school, like Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. I'm an insecure guy. And like, you see that? I, it isn't I, about I like conquering that. this like foreign land. Like, isn't that the whole thing? It's like you sort of take over the people and the neighborhoods and like the countries and then like kill all their wildlife. Isn't it all about like... I'm the big man and I can just sort of yeah, I don't, control I don't, nature as well as man. I don't know what it's about, but I can tell you. <laughs> the only thing I'll give him props was is he used a crossbow. You know, that's... But, of course, you know, it had the fucking laser pointer and shit. But, like, I, I just... I think know, I America know. has bigger problems than rich people shooting lions. Meaning so. what? They shouldn't, they shouldn't pay attention to this? Uh, I, yeah, I just think there's more important things to rally behind. I don't really care. I mean, I, I don't You don't think give that, a fuck about a lion? I give a shit about this. I, yeah, of course. I care about lions, but I care about human beings more. Who do you care more about, so, lions or uh, Snoop Lion? Snoop Lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I care more about Snoop Lion than an actual lion. Yeah. I, Is I'm, it because okay he has with that. two animal names? Yeah, it's extra Snoopy cute. and Lion? <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I just, like I said, I don't think it's right that he's going over there and hunting lions. It's completely wrong. But I think that in the... I think he should be turned over. Given everything that's going on right now, I I can't bring myself to... What's going uh, on? What's going on? Just in terms of, like, climate, in terms of, like, politically, racially, all that stuff. All that stuff I was telling you how I'm afraid for my brother to drive The political and racial climate. Yeah, I care more about that than... Uh, a lion in Zimbabwe. I do. That's just how it goes. But I love lions. Why are you looking at me like that? It's not that confusing. No, I know. I'm just fascinated by, by, I was interested. I was sitting there looking at like, I think animals are more important than people at this point. I feel like that's the, a lot of people's reaction. They get so upset over animals. I think it's a and very, they should, but, I but think, like, it's, I think it's weird very, where people place their ire when it comes to Rights. I just sometimes feel like the rights of animals seem to be worth more than the rights of some people, and I think that's fucked up. I don't. 
No, you it's care more sport. about lions. You care more about a lion than Snoop. Lion. I like animals. I care more about Snoop Lion than a lion. <laughs> I got nothing against Snoop. It was a, it was a bad. I just it was said funny, it though. It was Snoop Lion. It's funny though. <laughs> no, I just think that uh, that there's too many of us. And you I, would definitely rather be I in think, a room full of animals, I think, than a room full of people. No, I wouldn't. I don't live with animals. I don't. And I like people. There's just too many of us. And the fact that we don't think we're animals uh-huh. is bizarre to me okay. because we behave way worse than they do. Right. Way worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've completely, you know, bears don't change rivers and straighten them out and fucking poison them and build nuclear. But we're fucking animals. We're animals. Right. Torture shit, kill shit, kill shit to kill shit. <laughs> We lie and cheat and shit. We're fucking, I'm an animal. We're fucking awful. But in the same There's scenario, too many though, of us. if I had to choose between that dentist guy and a lion, because you said, would I choose a lion or Snoop Lion? And I said, Snoop Lion. But if I had to choose between a lion and that dentist guy, I would choose the lion. Racist. All right, Nia. <laughs> thank you for being here. What if Snoop Lion killed the lion? That would be hard. But what if he just sort of, he just sort of that lazy, laid back fucking voice justified it? I don't know. I just don't see Snoop he gave ever you an autograph CD in any situation where he would kill a lion. Because he's not going to he He's not going to fuck with animals. You know what? Like he wouldn't. That. No, because we don't do that. I mean, you don't do that. We don't do that. You guys like to do that whole Racist. fucking with animals thing. I mean, listen. We do. White people you watch like these to fuck white these shows about like wilderness and survival and like naked and afraid. It's like I mean, there <laughs> there was one black dude that I saw in the commercial, but like for the most part. And you can always find one person that's going to be the exception to the rule. But it's like, I don't know why white people feel like they need to constantly like, fuck with animals or like be out in nature naked. Like We've evolved past that. that, past I, I that. Like, why that. are you doing it? I don't get it. Because we're bored. Oh, really? Yeah, we don't have a cause. We're not being <laughs> oppressed. It's just... <laughs> You're, so you need you're, something you're, to, to give you that sort of you're adrenaline awake rush or something? 16 hours a day. That's, yeah, that's why we jump around and flip around on skateboards and shit. We're bored. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's so terrible. I'm not saying it's terrible. We're just bored. Generally speaking, <laughs> white people... Remember, we, I showed you that of a meme? certain income. Yeah, uh, we're bored. Where there's a white guy like standing on like a cliff, like in I don't know, like the Grand Canyon or someplace really fucking scary, and it's like you know, white people will do shit like this, but then they'll like cross the street when walking on the same side with like a black person. I don't. But they'll stand on the ledge of some fucking you know cliff or like Mount Everest. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you trying to prove with all that? Wrestling gators in the bayou? Like, what the fuck is? I don't. What? <laughs> I love all that. Why? An Australian fucking accent and then you brought up the bayou in fucking new orleans but like why I, really though yeah, just with what, the nature what, and the what, fucking with animals why do you do that i mean can't you do that with every culture and race be like why do you do that i suppose but i feel like white people really like push the envelope in terms of these extreme experiences in nature and like i don't well, i don't know because we we, we don't have any gangs <laughs> white people have gangs what are you yeah, talking but, about but they're like official there are many there are many white gangs no but like okay name them <laughs> jesse james gang <laughs> the ku klux klan the, that's a the, gang the fucking uh, i'm white people have gangs come on you know like in certain like you know they no are. we have groups groups like, we, well, we don't have clubs like, we have clubs, organizations groups, governments we have oh, shit governments. Like, yeah. Those are your so our sh- But our shit is like mainstream. Okay. I remember a long time ago, I got in this fucking hilarious 
talk with Patrice. Can you can you push that thing so it's not rattling over there? Oh my god, Sorry. this whole AC situation is is what we live in an old house. Okay, the fucking heaters rattle a little bit that we run the AC through. Hey, freezing in here. Um, oh goodness, you got a fucking Afghan on. I know, and I'm still cold. That's All right, so cold I got into this here. hilarious argument one day, like. Patrice, when he used to just get sick of white people, would, you know, he just would stop coming down to the club for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. sometimes he would call me up and vent. About white people? No, he would vent no. at me representing white people. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, I'm sitting at home, just being white, you know, <laughs> hanging out, having a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The phone fucking rings. I pick it up, I'm like, hello. And he just goes, Bill, he goes, what, what do white people do? <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even say hello. I go, what do you mean? He goes, what, what, what do you do? <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, did you just get pulled over by a cop? Like, what, what, where is this coming from? Like, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? What do we do? Like, what? He's like, what do you do? Like, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. He's like, black people, we do this, we do that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going. That's hilarious. Like you say, yeah. But the thing about it is, how did you answer him? I fucking answered him like I go. What do you mean? What do we do? You just don't recognize our shit is mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's it's like hiding in plain sight, so you don't see it. So you don't think that the, you don't think that there's any sort of culture or anything. Like what do we do? Oh, the all the actually look at skateboarding. Okay, that came from surfing. You know, when the mm-hmm. fucking waves weren't there. Next, you know, skateboarding and totally evolved into to what that is. Wasn't stock that something car, that, like, Polynesian people were doing stock car racing. Wait, wait. I'm this- not going to sit here and have you t- try to tell me that white people didn't come up with anything. <laughs> I'm you just fucking asking. do that all the fucking time. No, uh, didn't the wondering. fucking Eskimos invent ketchup? Shut what? up. But I don't know. Skateboarding. Like, Polynesians came up with skateboarding. No, no, but skateboarding. I saw the documentary with Dogtown and Z-Boys in a fucking empty swimming pool in Santa Monica. But I thought skateboarding came from surfing and then this surfing is literally, and, come and, and from this- Polynesian people. I don't know. I could be wrong. You thought what? Didn't surfing come from like indigenous people? No, like no, Polynesia I'm talking about skateboarding. I know, but that skateboarding came from surfing. It was sort of derived of that yes. culture, right? So yes. I'm saying, but didn't surfing come from? So you're saying white people Polynesia. don't get credit for skateboard? I didn't say that. I was just asking who came up with a thing that inspired skateboarding. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm not what? <laughs> I, I'm not, this is like literally. Then this becomes the argument and a with Patrice. All right, stock car all right, racing. All right. Stock car racing. Okay, that came out of moonshining. What is that? Stock Moonsh- car racing. Basically, the, back during prohibition, when mm-hmm. alcohol was fucking illegal. Right. What you would do is if you were fucking bringing illegal booze, moonshine, right? A, you know, cross state uh, lines and all that type of shit. You wanted a fast car, but you didn't want it to look fast. Mm-hmm. So what you did was it looked like a stock car, like a stock car you got from Detroit. That just looks like a Chevy. That looks like a Ford. But underneath the fucking hood, you soup the fucking thing up and you were able to outrun the cops. And the cops didn't have fucking radios back then. So these guys that did this shit, all right, would talk shit about my car is faster than your car. No, Mm -hmm. it isn't. Blah, 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 blah. So they started racing and that started stock car racing. Mm -hmm. That's a cultural fucking thing. So then it's on fucking TV. All, like so, I, I started listing all of that shit. And he was actually going. Like, he said, I think at one point he went. He said, "Good answer," is what he said. And I just, <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm not asking for your approval." 
This whole fucking conversation is annoying. Is that car racing like something that's very important to people? Like, is it like a big deal? I don't know. No, you, you're you, already you, looking no, at cause, me. Because I know what I you're going to do. I came right. out wrong. Right. I think I came out wrong. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into this like conversation. And then we're going to go to music, and then like, everything in music is I'm somehow going to go back to the fucking blues. Like, Beethoven heard the fucking blues and the fucking Irish music <laughs> and all that. Like, well, if you actually, then Nas will be like, well, it all came from the pyramids, and black people built those. How would you know that? How would you know that? Because you went to Amright.com and you fucking read shit that said you guys did it like that is the dumbest shit like that whole fucking credit thing is so fucking stupid but egyptians it's everybody. are in africa so that's african so that's black people. i know it isn't no they're not aren't they they're african yeah so that's my point yeah so we're so like when you page. see when you see an egyptian guy right you think that guy looks like you I don't know. I feel like some of them are really All right, dark So I'm French, German, and Irish. You're French? So, yeah, I have a little bit of French, but I'm mostly German, really? Irish. Let me finish. Oh. So I'm European. Uh-huh. So me and Italians, yeah, we're on the same fucking page. So Ferrari, yeah, that was us. That was us. <laughs> that was pasty freckle, guys. We did that shit. Give me a fucking break. No, you guys invented, like, vodka and stuff like that. Right? No. No? Irish? Russians, sorry. Sorry, I don't, know, I don't. I don't know the history of any of that Whiskey shit. Whiskey. I, I didn't want to get. I didn't want to get into this fucking debate. It's more of a like a yeah, German Irish whiskey. Um, what's the other ones? Bourbon. No, is that Scotch, an American thing? Bourbon. Well, Scotch. But yeah, yeah. There Scotch you go. is from Scotland. Bourbon's from uh-huh. Kentucky. Yeah, whiskey was. But Egypt but is now, in Africa. Now, but now it's is, from I everywhere. I think is, was Nas's point. Is that was that a true thing that yeah, he said? Yeah, but Africa is a fucking continent. Yeah. It is. It's not a race. True. It's a continent. There you go. So, like, can Irish people take credit for shit that happens in Romania? Because they're all European? I feel like there's a reason why this is different, but I don't know why. So I'm not going to answer that question. But I feel like... Can I fucking have that written on a t-shirt, please? Like, <laughs> I feel like an Egyptian person... What the fuck Would they necessarily say... I am African, or would they say I am Egyptian? They would probably say I am Egyptian. Yeah, Egyptian. But I don't know enough about, all I know is that all this shit is in Africa. So Have you met anybody over in Europe saying I'm European? No. They go, I'm French. That's true. I'm Swiss. Yeah. Swiss? I'm Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is actually, this is like a toxic, this always becomes a toxic conversation. When okay, we'll credit. stop then. No, I'm not talking about you and me. I'm just saying it because I don't want to stir up everybody because it's very easily Too late. Yeah. It can go off the rails and it becomes yeah. this big fucking race. You're a fucking racist and all this type yeah. of shit. Um, Resist the urge to read too much into this, people. Um, anyways. I'm just... So stock cars was, is a big try, accomplishment was for white people is what you were uh, saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a big accomplishment. <laughs> wow. You know what I hate about this conversation? <laughs> what I hate about this conversation? Sorry. I know it's. You feel like you can't come I back. I can't say anything. Yeah, I can't fucking I say anything. If you I say feel anything, like you can't come back and say anything. That's true, though. If I say anything, far. then all of a sudden it's it's this this and this. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of shit that I'm leaving off because I'll then become I'll be called a fucking elitist. Okay, what do we do? We fucking pretend to go to the moon. That's what we do. <laughs> The space shuttle. That's the shit. We, you just see it on TV. That's that's some shit that we did. I mean, that's that's kind of a cool. No, it's amazing. I know like, the astronauts also- weren't rapping. 
They didn't have their spacesuits hanging off their asses. I know that. The you kids want, didn't want, but the kids, the coolest, but the kids but. still wanted to do it. Get the fuck out of here. They want I'm, Chuck I'm Yeager is cooler around. than any motherfucker I'm, I'm out there. Give me a break. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just getting your goat because I see you wanting to leap out of your skin right now. Uh, no, I, can I say something, can I say something right now? But like, I what? fucking hate when you do that. What? My brother used to do that. Do what? You just say shit to get me going. I'm I'm being honest with you, and I'm saying what I'm feeling. Don't just be sitting. You think I can't say some shit to get you going? I know you can. You do all the time. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mocked stock car racing or any of that stuff. That wasn't nice. Yeah, the thing, you know what the fuck, one of the greatest things about stock car racing okay. is what's going on, the level of intellect in the pit versus across the racetrack sitting in the stands. That's why I love going to car races. And is that why people think because, that you're elitist or something? No, because you got these guys, like, what the fuck they have to do? Uh-huh. Because it's so regulated now, just to try to squeeze it in a fucking hundredth of a hundredth of a second to try and win this fucking race. The, the, the level of science, physics, and all that shit that's involved. Mm-hmm. That these guys, the fucking egghead shit that's going on in there, and then right across the track is just fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I, I went to the Indianapolis 500 <laughs> two years in a row. I went to drag racing. Do you know in between races, they pull the whole fucking engine out and rebuild the whole goddamn thing? In between races, there's a whole team of guys. Why? I don't know why, because it matters that much. Everything oh. has to be brand new. Okay. Like that cool song you guys made up, right? <laughs> brand new, brand new. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> sorry. Everything has to be fucking brand, oh. because if it isn't, if it isn't a brand new fucking engine, the amount of money that could cost you, that split second it cost you was a different, like six figures wait amount a minute, of money. Wait a minute, that's what they're doing when they stop and all the guys run over and they're no, like, no, 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 in drag, in drag racing. They're, they're changing the engine? I thought they were just like no, putting no, no, a little no, more no, air no, in no, the no, tires no. and like wiping off the no, windshield. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not talking, I'm Put sorry. some oil in something, maybe? No, no, in, in that type of racing. <laughs> Gentlemen, start that's your right. engines. That's right. And that they, they, hang, they hang one of those little <laughs> air fresheners from the rearview mirror. Right. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about in drag racing. Okay. You know those long, skinny cars with the big fucking uh, tires, then they got the parachute comes out in the back? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. engine sits behind hey, the driver. I've seen that, They yeah. finally figured out to do that after okay. years of them trying to see around it. Why do they have a parachute, though? Don't they have brakes? They do, but it's going 300 <laughs> miles an hour. Oh, so you need all the help you yeah, can get. Yeah, and they don't have flaps to put it down, and you can't reverse the engine like a plane. I see. And they're landing faster than a fucking 747. But it doesn't weigh as much, but there's a, that's all the fucking physics. Okay. And it's also probably, if they stop quicker, they don't have to fucking make as big of a track, and that saves the guy who owns the track money. All of this shit. All of this fucking nerdy, egghead mm. shit. Mm. All right? Okay. So this is what white people do. They get on a fucking, <laughs> they get on, they get on a, they get on a dirt bike, and they figure out how to go off a ramp and flip in the air two times over, and they land into foam, and they figure out how to do that, and That's then they try impressive. to land. Yeah, they, 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 we're, we're bored. Mm-hmm. We're fucking bored. White people need gangs again. Like if you notice, like white people. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to get into all this in the twenties. <laughs> When you had the gangs in New York, was that the 1800s? I'm fucking know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we would, you know what it oh was? I know oh, I could really trash. Yeah, I could really trash white people right now. <laughs> I could really say some mean shit about us. 
once the genocide in this country was over and there was nothing left, we just got bored and we just started fucking with animals. There's really something there's evil something about wrong. white people. Um, I mean, I just feel like you're always trying to like take over something or like oppress somebody or like hurt someone. Like, why? I would say this. <laughs> Please explain. I don't think it's a white thing. It is an opportunity thing. Uh-huh. And most, so if there's most an opportunity people, for... Well, if you notice, look correction. at this business. Yeah. If you look at most people in this business, yeah. you see when they get a little something, how it affects them. Some people are fine with it. A lot of people, when they get a little bit of power... I'm talking just getting a fucking, you know, an, enough money to have your little personal assistant, you know? Mm-hmm. I asked for decaf, you know, and they start doing shit like that, right? And, you talk, and you're talking about such a fucking basic level. Mm-hmm. When you get to the upper echelon, when you're talking about, like, you're going to start a fucking war and you're actually going to profit off of it. I mean, and you go into those fucking parties where everybody wears a mask and you sort of walk away from your wife and come back later and act like you didn't fuck 40 women on a pile of gold. Like, human beings can't have to be kept in check. We can't handle that level of power. So as fucked up as white people look, if you really read a little bit, you know, not read. I know you read all the time, but if you read about, you know, you go over to Asia... You know, there's some characters over there that that will uh, give white people a run for their money. Mm, and I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a very arrogant fucking attitude. Why don't, <laughs> why don't you read it first? <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, check out some of the stuff, you know. I go will. over there and uh, bring up Japan with anybody who life. doesn't live in Japan about some of the shit that they did. I really want to go to Japan, though. I really want. I know because you saw Lost in Translation, and you're not not going to read about it. You're going to keep thinking that white people. That's not the reason why. Listen, I mean, I was. I mean, it's definitely. I used to do a bit in my F saying that white people are the Jordans of evil. (laughs) 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 Like every group has their Hitlers. We're. uh, I don't know. We're innately good at it. Don't you want to go to Japan though? Don't you want to see Tokyo? I heard it's incredible. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Like I like the, it. The I love future. the food and all that. I'm not listen. I'm not singling out Japan either. Like they're any fucking worse than anybody else. But they got some characters over there that have done some things. Well, you know, Just hopefully saying, between insulted them a little bit between like the stock car racing and everything else. Like, hopefully, you guys will come back from you know the brink because I feel like your PR rep is is asleep at the wheel. What do you mean? <laughs> Listen, one of the great things about being white is you just don't give a shit what other people think about you. Really? Clearly. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> Why would I give a shit? You know what I mean? Where's Where am the I question going? that was supposed to be asked? I'm trying to find it right now. Yeah, I went easy on you, by the way. With, with skateboarding and stuck, and stuck, I went easy. Okay. I, I could have, I you know. I brought, the other shit you bring up, though, then it's, it's considered fucking racist. Even if it happened. I see. Well, we would have done that if we had the opportunity. <laughs> right? Isn't that what all the women say? I don't know. What I would have bench pressed say? 600 pounds if I was allowed to go to a gym. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Oh, my God. How funny was it last night? We're not going to name names here, okay? Mm-hmm. But after the fight, when my buddy, right, me and my buddy are hanging out. 
I'm in my late 40s. He's in his early 50s. Ah, fuck you. Mm-mm. I'm not going to say anybody's name. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No? No. Nia? Bill? Nia? Bill? Oh, God, you're such a fucking party pooper. That was just the generation gap there. It was yes, fucking it hilarious. Was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to do some advertising here before you fucking... All right, I'll leave oh you Oh, my to God, it. it's almost an hour over. It's almost a an 50, hour 50. over? No, I'm saying the hour's almost over. I have, like, fucking verbal dyslexia. I can't even talk. So you're going to walk out of here and just, you just don't think white people have done anything? Not like, culturally. Is there anything that we get credit for artistically that, it's, that Spike Lee or <laughs> some other grumpy guy with black mm-hmm. framed glasses isn't mm-hmm. going to come along and say, well, actually, uh, fucking... Uh, Pine Top Johnson fucking did that originally. I feel like you guys probably were the ones that started like using like a jug, like blowing on a jug as an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, hey, who, who? Like I feel like that was a that sounds like a white invention, not invention, but just like blowing on it somehow. Like, but you stop with this passive like aggressive drinking horseshit. like all the moon moonshine. Remember you talked about moonshine earlier. Like drinking moonshine and then putting it down and going, whoo, that was a lot of moonshine. And it was like, oh, that makes a whoo, 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 whoo. And then you came up with that. I'm really Woo! starting to wonder why you married me. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to leave you to do your advertising. Now. Okay. You, why don't you go read up on some things? <laughs> How smart was that? I did not take the bait. Come to Russia. All right. I figure this is a travel one. Maybe you could be into this. Okay. Irish sweaters. We invented that. <laughs> Everybody's neck was cold until white people came along and started, <laughs> started knitting. Um, come, to, come to Russia. Uh, hey, Billy, Kami Redfit, you guys started barbecuing. You started that, mm-hmm. yeah, and then we we took that from you. Yep, <laughs> we didn't take it from you. We just influenced. You're still allowed to do it. <laughs> I never understood that. You took it from us. What about all those blues musicians? They never heard music before. <laughs> they never heard. They didn't fucking. They just slowed it down. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Beethoven played all those blues notes. Beethoven. Yeah. Was Beethoven an American? I'm just, he was white. No, oh, okay. You're still, oh, you're still. I'm talking the, about music. All right. I, okay. Can we just move on to the question? Come on, please? I like this. This shit's fun to me. <laughs> you didn't think that was funny? Bum, 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 bum. No? <laughs> so, really, look, there's really only seven notes. So, everybody kind of played everybody's show. Shut up, ukulele face. All right, come to Russia. Hey, Billy Kami Redface, I've been listening to your podcast for, for over a year now, and I was really excited to hear about your Eastern European tour next year, but I'm pretty sure you don't even think about going to Russia. Yeah, I do. Moscow, it's right near the Baltic states. I'm going to try to go to Lithuania and fucking uh, those other two ones that are there. <laughs> Estonia, that's two out of three. That's not okay. bad for an American. Okay. In uh, Balamak, um, I can go to Moscow. Sure. Molly Crew went there. You ready to party in Moscow? Remember yeah. That on MTV. <laughs> Hair metal. Hair metal scene. Oh, white people definitely came up with that. Yeah, dressing up like a lady and singing rock and roll. <laughs> 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 it's 
Santa Claus came up with that. I thought Santa Claus was like a... No, not like... I don't know. Is Santa Claus it's black? From, no, it's from another country, though. It's well, not I was going to say, that'd be the courteous name ever for a black guy. All right. Hey, Billy, call me Red Fest. Blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure you never think about Russia. I know it's very unlikely for an English-speaking comedian to visit us, but Dylan Moran and Eddie Izzard did it a couple... Yeah, but Eddie Izzard probably did it in Russian. Guys like Albert Einstein telling jokes. Did it, did it a couple years ago, and it turned out great. Well, if you decide to come here after all, you should not. You should bring Nia. Sorry, I just my eyes went to Nia. I saw the end. You should bring Nia. Okay. And visit Saint Petersburg, not only because that's yeah. the second largest city in Russia, and I live there, but because of the beautiful architecture. Lots of museums. I hate museums. <clears throat> I hate museums. I'm fucking going there looking at plates and shit. <laughs> this is a spoon somebody used in the 1500s. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can see the beginning of the microwave in this structure. And all that crap. I think she'd love it here. I also hope uh, you'll at least consider St. Pete as it's not far away from Scandinavia and everything here has become way cheaper for tourists because of our weak currency. Now, it was in St. Petersburg. Didn't that used to belong to Finland? And they beat Russia in World War II, but they were down with Hitler and then they had to give up that part? Or is that something else? I have no idea. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Why would you? But if we Uh, go there and Pussy Riot is playing somewhere, I'd love to check them out. Why would you do that? Why would I do what? Go see Pussy Riot in Brooklyn with some fucking nerdy white kid <laughs> that wants to be naked on TV for six months. That's what you do. You don't see it in Russia where you get arrested. You're showing your clam. You can't show your clam in Russia. Um, on the, on the, the unrelated note, I subscribed to Netflix just to watch your show last December. Uh, because you just couldn't stop bitching about the pirating. Like how he turns it around on me like I'm the asshole. And Netflix is not even available in Russia, so I have to use the VPN and shit. Oh, poor fucking baby. Uh, you go, see how much we love you here? Please come to our beautiful and totally not hostile country and see it for yourself. That's not what a cab driver told me when I was over there in Europe. Said so you got to be careful in Moscow after dark. But then again, you got to be careful here. Uh, please come to our beautiful, totally not always. Yeah, what the fuck? I would love to see St. Petersburg. I think that would be really cool. You know, it'd be funny if it's a totally fucked up city and this guy hates me and he just lures me over there and (laughs) beats me over the head with my mixer. (laughs) All right. Female coach. Hey, Billy Buttkiss. Thoughts on the Cardinals hiring a female coach? I hear she can take a hit. Think she's got what it takes or is it a publicity stunt? What does that mean? Take a hit. Uh, I think it's football. I had no idea that they did it. You didn't read about this? I, I no, I tapped out on the I news heard. during during Hillary Clinton, Bruce Jenner, and somewhere around there. I just, I, I just, I've been too busy to watch anything on the news. I heard that there was a woman that was hired to be an NFL coach, but I don't, you know, I don't follow football, so um, that seems like a very big deal. Why? Because they've never had a female coach before. Yes, but how is that like? How is that going to uh, affect wins and losses? It probably won't. I probably won't matter yeah, what gender you are. It's you like have to a be a quota good coach. thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's still like um, it's never been done before, so it's historical, right? Yes, it is. It so is historical. Go. We have let to. We have yet to learn any lessons, if any, just yet. But it's a big deal that it's happening. It's a publicity stunt. It's not a publicity. I'm not saying she's not qualified, but this is what the NFL is a corporation. And every quarter they have to have a a show a game. 
That's just how a corporation works, and they're trying to make more money. So they have reached every possible fucking football fan. All right? They did that years ago. So then they started bringing in people like Britney Spears to sing during the Super Bowl, just trying to get people hooked on it. And then they wear pink for a whole fucking month. Now they're getting in with trying to get in with the ladies. They're trying to get more. It's just, it's, I think it's a business move hmm. that's going to be disguised as uh, forward thinking. I'm not saying she's bad and not qualified or anything, but I just think that that's why they're going to do that. Um, I don't give a shit. I don't have to. I, I don't give a fuck. If, she, if she's good and they win, then I think it's a good move. If uh, she stinks, uh, unfortunately, uh, all the other women behind her will be judged. So I imagine she has a lot of pressure. It's just weird when you go into the locker room. You know what I mean? Everybody's standing there with their dicks out and shit. You know what I mean? Now they got to cover up. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, you'd rather they just be able to stand around with their dicks out and not have to worry about covering up? Well, I mean, I don't think, like, the, does the male coach walk into the female's locker room as they're sitting there taking off their sports bras? Probably not. And go, look, we got to get out there in the second half and yeah. shave your clamp. <laughs> Slowing it down. Probably, probably not. They Definitely probably not. with them afterward. Definitely not. Not in the lot. So she probably does the same thing. Definitely not. She's yeah. not in there, like, talking to them. Like, there's no way. No, but, you got, but then, that, then that hurts her as a coach. That she can't go in there when they're standing there with their dicks out? Because she's How got... How does that hurt her as a coach? Because they go in and they discuss strategy during halftime. You go into the locker room to talk about that. Are they naked during halftime? No, but after the game, you talk about the next week and oh. that type of shit. But if somebody got hurt, they, it's a locker room. Somebody's got their dick out. It just <laughs> happens. Somebody's got to take a shit at halftime. It fucking happens. I guess that's what I was wondering. Do you have to be naked just because you're in the locker room? Yeah, and this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to all the adjustment. They're just going to keep adjusting it. Okay. Yeah, and then a guy can't have his dick out in a fucking <laughs> men's locker room. All the injustice of it all. You see what I'm saying, though? You guys just keep encroaching, 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 and then we always have to adjust to you. You guys do not adjust to us. Well, if if you're walking into a men's locker room, there's going to be a dick out. You're going to have to either fucking deal with it or you have somebody go in there and take some notes. I'm sure she's prepared (laughs) to deal with any dicks that are out. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh God! I don't guys, think she needs to worry. You guys, about you know, you guys are obsessed out. with us. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. You're obsessed with keeping your dick out in the locker room. So what no. does that say about you? No, I'm saying you guys are obsessed with us. Yeah, we're totally obsessed with you guys. Yeah. Why can't you guys just start your own shit and fucking go do that? We'll start a start car company. Why? Like, why do you guys always have to come? It's a men's football league. <laughs> if there was a woman's football league, I wouldn't give a fuck. I got to get in there, <laughs> stand next to some clams, and discuss strategy. I'd let you have your fucking deal. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. In the most loving way ever. Fuck off. <laughs> Can you fuck off for three hours on a Sunday? Can we just have a minute? Jesus Christ. The shit that's said in a locker room, then they're going to get offended. They, I love it. I love that the NFL's doing this. They, I guarantee there's going to be some, something fucked up happens. There's going to be a lawsuit. Didn't that happen years ago? It happened in Boston, right? The fucking the woman went in there. And these guys acted like fucking immature idiots. And then there was a lawsuit. And then she had to go to New York. It was a fun. The guy had to sell the team. It was nuts. 
I don't know. I don't know. I told I'm you talking about football. dicks being out in <laughs> locker rooms. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. You're very bad can happen about, about that. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Nia, I'm uncomfortable in a fucking locker room. I go to the goddamn gym. You fucking go in there, okay? <laughs> You're staring at your eyelids. <laughs> but eventually, you're gonna walk by somebody taller than you. <laughs> it's gonna be hanging down. <laughs> You're in a men's locker room. You're going to see a dick. It just happens. But I was going to say, men don't like talk to each other like naked in the locker room. So the other day I went to the standing always, there. There's always like, that's the crazy. naked guy. There's oh, always there? the naked Well, this is not, there's also a generational thing okay. as far as being comfortable Uh-oh. being naked around another man in a locker room. Oh, like the old guys don't care. They right? don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. They do. They grew up in the Little Rascals era. They, they like the parents' bedroom and then all the kids... M- slept in the same fucking bed <laughs> with a dog and like a fucking wolverine right <laughs> then you had my generation i was one of the last generations that in gym class the guys gym class you went in and when you showered it was just this communal fucking shower and you went in there like a bunch of cattle <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you just no stalls or anything. Everyone's just in just like, went the in center. there. And there's, I, there's a bunch of like shower heads all around. Yeah, but no stalls. So and that's, no privacy. And, that's, and that started in sixth grade. And I remember. I've the, never the, been the in the first a week locker like that. Yeah, locker the, room like that. The first week of gym class, only like six kids had the fucking balls. No pun intended <sighs> to take the shower, and they went in the shower, and it was wide open. Like all the lockers were all the way around it. Mm-hmm. The school I went to, so you could like they walked in that dude. And me and like there was like six other guys. We were laughing like hysterically. <laughs> These are kids I knew all the way through grade school, and they came walking by butt ass naked. And that's the thing about a naked guy: it's either the funniest thing ever or absolutely <laughs> terrifying, depending, <laughs> depending on the situation. And it was fucking hilarious. But after like two, three weeks, it was normal, and no one gave a shit. And we were part of the last like generation. We thought it was like when we. I remember we heard like the women's. Jim, they they had their own little private showers, which was weird to me. You'd think the guys would be fucking more weirded out. We were actually more advanced than you guys, more mature. We could all shower together and be <laughs> after yeah, the first week and know. be mature. I don't know if that's what that really means. What does it mean? That, that we're all guys secretly were all animals. Gay? That you know, you're all animals. They'll just throw you in there and hose you down. I know that's really what it was. <laughs> Get in there, you fucking animals. Yeah. So anyway, so there's there's, there's different levels of. Uh, like generational, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That guys will just, like old guys don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And then there's the weird guy who also doesn't give a fuck. You don't know what he's doing. That guy you come walking in, right? The gym I go to, like you can see, like you come walking in, the lockers are to the right, and then straight ahead is like the sink area mm-hmm. with the mirror and shit. And like, you know, I walked in there one time and there was a guy standing there completely naked except <laughs> flip-flops shaving. <laughs> and I just, I walked in, I just, and I just went, really? You can't fucking just throw a towel on? <laughs> Anyways. I'm just saying. Dicks be out in, in the, the locker, locker room. room. All right. Big green egg. Hey, Bill. Congratulations on the new big green egg. Actually, he's had it for a couple of years. Uh, I'm not by any means an expert, but I've been experimenting since December with mine. Based on your description, we have about the same setup. Egg, the guru with two probes and a fan, rib rack, etc. I also have a pan that I keep water in. Yep, I've seen that. Um, that you put on the plate setter, right? 
Uh, I put it in there while I'm smoking. All right. So he says, I put it on top of the smoking plate. Yes, just like I've seen in the YouTube videos. He goes, I'm not sure how much of a difference it makes, but it seems to keep the inside of the big green egg pretty humid, and it catches a lot of the drippings. A few pointers. Keep the charcoals at the line. All right, that's the fill-up line. I think that's what they said. Um, Soak the chips, but don't soak the chunks. Um, you can soak the chunks, but they smoke just fine without soaking. Yeah, it's hickory. It just smokes, right? It's easy to get the big green egg hotter, but really hard to get the temperature lower if you overshoot. The temperature is all about airflow. The top vent on a slow cook, 225-ish, is cracked to about a quarter inch. This is what I've seen on YouTube. When you clean out the ash, make sure you have it cleaned You've cleared all the holes on the bottom of the grill. They can usually clog up, and the big green egg won't perform like it usually does. This is if you're going to smoke something. Uh, For ribs, I've had luck with the yellow mustard spice rub combo. Dude, you watched the same fucking YouTube videos I I did. This is the video you showed me with the mustard. Yeah, prep the ribs the night before. Make sure you remove the membrane from the ribs before you rub it down, and make sure the ribs out of the fridge and let them get to room temperature before you slap them on the smoker. It usually takes about eight hours or so for three racks. I can't wait to try this. Mm-hmm. But I just set the temperature to 225 and let them go until the ribs get to 190. I wrap them in foil and let them rest about 20 minutes. Uh, dude, I, I, can't, I cannot fucking wait to do that. I'm going to get good at that shit. I'm going to try ribs and a pork shoulder this month, hopefully. Oh, Cleo. Um, all right. Let's get through this because this thing's going to take forever for me to upload. All right. Uh, yeah, you want to go? Yeah. All right. Good to see you. That was, that was a fun one. <laughs> I love the jug fun. thing. That was the a good one. The jug thing was good. I feel pretty strongly about that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you got so passive aggressive. You're like, so like, hey, ah. Fucking went to that Ronda Rousey fest when she could, talks about a, f- you know, when she talks about, I always say everybody's name. Am I saying name right? Ronda Rousey? All right. She fucking gets that fucking dead look on her face like, yeah, destruction is about to happen. All right. Eating help. Oh, by the way, most of those fights kind of stunk on that one, except for that one where the guys ended just doing the rock em, sock em, bleeding all over each other. That was just my wife fucking freaks out when that shit happens. Not in like freaking out like, oh, my God, gross. She loves it. Standing up, screaming at the TV, ground and pound, ground and pound. Yes, I fucking love it. Lunatic. All right, eating help. Dear Bill, Bills and Roses. Hello from Wisconsin. Ah, the badges. I'm 22-year-old factory worker and, and guitarist. Jesus Christ. I used to work in a fucking warehouse and I played drums with a bunch of musicians. How do you guys always end up in the fucking factory? Oh, that factory's not a warehouse. Bill, just read the goddamn question. All right. I've been a fan of yours for five to six years and want to first thank you for everything you've put. All right. All right. Nothing. Looking forward to F is for family. Got to get that plug in there. Okay. Uh, The reason I'm writing to you is I, for my entire 22 years of existence, have have had a hard gut that I never, ever been able to shake off, earning myself the nickname Teapot at an early age. For my short and stout appearance. Oh, God, that's hilarious. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. And they started calling you teapot. Oh, and you started to have fantasies of murdering all of them. 
Anyways, I wouldn't say I'm obese, but I'm certainly starting to lose the battle of the bulge. While I get a bit of exercise from work and hit the gym once in a while, my diet is complete shit. The thing is, I was raised on takeout, fast food, and fried fats. Dude, the fact that you're not a big teapot is uh, pretty amazing there. So that's already a victory. He says, I literally don't know how or what to eat or where to start for that matter. All right, well, I would go on the Internet and I would start looking up nutrition. All right, shocker that this Wisconsin native is a shitty eater, Most uh, where most of the populations looks like they could play O-line for Mr. Rogers and the Packers. Uh, could you please give a few days' worth of meals to eat to lose pounds? I, fig- I figured now is the time to get in shape, absolutely, and attract a cutie so I can start to build my empire. Uh, all right, P.S. Tom Brady is innocent, and anyone who thinks otherwise is just upset because they have to watch their team eat shit every Sunday. Unlike our powerhouse dynasty teams, best luck, best of luck to Brady and the Patriots organization. See that? See that? What happens when you give respect to the Packers, the true New York Yankees of the fucking NFL? Because they won all, they won in every fucking era, other than the twenty years after uh, Lombardi and Bart Starr. You know, they went to Lynn Dickey, the Magic Man, and then they got Brett Favre, and then it's been all good. They used to be, they fucking won championships from the 1930s all the way. I've already read off all their fucking champion, NFL championships, Super Bowl championships, whatever championship existed, whatever era, they fucking won it. They won more than anybody else. All right, here we go. Uh All right. um, Well, all right. This is what I, every day what I've been doing is I have oatmeal and a banana. I don't put anything in the oatmeal. No milk, no sugar, no honey, none of that fucking shit. I have that, and then for a snack between that and lunch, I have an apple, and then for lunch, I have a sandwich with a side salad. Sometimes I just have the the meat and no bread, um, and that's if I'm, I'm, you know, I weigh myself every day, and I try to lose two to three pounds, and if I feel like I'm off course, I won't have the fucking bread, um, and then, I don't know, between like fucking uh, lunch and dinner, I don't know what I have. I usually try to eat something healthy. If the worst thing I'll do is maybe cereal or I'll scramble a couple of eggs. And then for dinner, I either go totally veggie or I do the protein the size of a hand, my hand, uh, palm of my hand, I should say, and a side salad. None of this shit is groundbreaking. You can find all of that online. And I try to stop eating like around, you know, six-ish, around six o'clock. After that, I just drink water the whole night. And if I'm hungry, I have pre-cut celery sticks in the refrigerator that I will either just eat those or if I'm really feeling kind of more hungry than that, I will have like a half a spoon or a spoonful of peanut butter. And you fucking do that and you add cardio, the fat's got nowhere to go, at least for me, and it's just been falling off my body. Although I'm still disgusting, man. I can still sit here and just grab a nice fucking handful. But whatever, man. I've lost 10.2 pounds. 10 point. I'm shaving down the ham here, people. All right. Boston hates the Olympics. This is the last one. Uh, hey there, Billy Jim Rat. I read Boston won the bid to host the 2024 Olympic Games, but the city couldn't get the citizens behind it. Apparently, Boston residents don't want the games to be held there. I thought that was weird because Boston always seems very proud of America to me. I figured they'd be stoked about hosting the games. They root for a team called the Patriots, but have little or no interest in watching America's finest athletes compete. I would like to hear your take on this, and I'd also like to know what position you take on the matter if you were living back east. Thanks, and go fuck yourself. Yeah, what kind of fucking moron wants the Olympics in their town? You don't want the Olympics in your town. You want your, your, the Olympics in the city that's close to you. 
So you can drive to it if you want to go see it. Like, I wouldn't want it in Boston. I, I put it in Hartford. I don't want to deal with that fucking traffic. The traffic's already fucked up as it is. You don't need a bunch of people coming over here. And it's not, is it the Winter Olympics at least? Olympic hockey would be the shit, but nobody gives a fuck about track. The high jump and all of that shit. I don't want to see that. I like the Winter Olympics. And even then, fucking put it in New Hampshire. There's too much traffic in Boston. They got like 40 highways and they all fucking merge right at the TD Bank North Garden. And there's no way to go. They stuck it all underground because it's so fucking annoying to look at. And they put a park over the top of, uh, top of the thing and they try to act like it isn't happening. It's a complete fucking shit show. Yeah, it's a shit show when there isn't the Olympics. All right? Who, we, don't, we don't need that shit. We don't need that shit. All right? Fuck that. You want the Olympics, you, you take them. We'll come and visit you. You know what I mean? That's like that old analogy I said my brother taught me about having a boat. He's like, you don't want to have a boat. You want to have a friend who has a boat. Then you just show up with the 12-pack and you're a hero. And then you fucking leave at the end of the day. And he's got to deal with the barnacles and, and docking the fucking thing. That's the same thing with the Olympics. You don't want the Olympics in your city. The only people who want the Olympics in the city are the people that make money off of building the tents and the shit that the people <laughs> the tents. The fucking state. Those people want it there. Nobody else wants it fucking there. And by the way, they're not the finest fucking athletes, okay? The finest fucking athletes get paid. You know what I mean? They're professional athletes. These are amateurs. It's it's sports open mic. Who the fuck wants to watch that and have it tie up traffic? All right, everybody. That's how I feel on that shit. Um, I hope you enjoyed that debate, that fun debate I just had with Nia. Um... What was I going to say? What else do I got? I'm, I keep saying it's fun. So I just, please, please don't. If you're going to be fucking ugly about it, just write to somebody else's podcast. Just try to have a good sense of humor about the shit. Okay. We've all contributed in our own little way. Culturally, racially, humanly, all of that. All right. Don't be fucking morons. All right. So anyways, that's the podcast for this fucking week. Um, I'll, I'll check in on you on Thursday. That's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you on Thursday.